No, it's more usable for computers. Oh, computers, computers. can take the hex code and do stuff with it. Whereas the num, if you give it the number, it changes it into a hex code and then turns that into bits. <laughs> I went too far, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll show you about that. <laughs> I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Welcome to today's episode. I have a very special guest, Abraham, my husband. He said that if I got 100 subscribers on YouTube and 500 followers on Instagram, that I could teach him how to quilt. Ah! Mm -hmm. oh, are you so excited? Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so, I thought it'd be fun to have him as a guest today. So, welcome mm. to the show. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, my first question for you is, I want to know, like, what was going through your head when I told you that my mom and I wanted to buy a long arm machine and start a business? Hmm. I was, uh, I think I was really excited. Yeah? Why? <laughs> Come on! I was really excited because, um, well, you know I love business stuff. Mm -hmm. I like, I mean, it's funny because I don't necessarily like like doing the business stuff. <laughs> I just like creating businesses. I like, so far that's what I seem to enjoy more than the actual work itself. I'd rather like build up the business and then have someone else do the work. Mm. And so this was kind of that opportunity where I could help you guys start the business, get that rolling, and then you guys would do, you know, the hard stuff. Yeah, quilting. Yeah, <laughs> so I was kind of excited. And also, um, it felt like your your mom was really interested in in making a good go of it. Mm -hmm. So um, that was exciting because yeah, there's a person that maybe doesn't know how business worked exactly, and so through this process, I think she's learned quite a bit. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. So I think uh, yeah, excited. I guess is what I was. Yeah, you weren't scared to like let me have a business. <laughs> no. That's good. I wasn't scared. Just because I was part of it. So I yeah. knew like I could keep you guys from going off the rails. But That's true. I haven't had to really do anything other than, I mean, I do the accounting. So I think that's uh, yeah. That's the only area where I think you guys might have a hell of a time. Mm -hmm. So I've had a hell of a time and I I kind of know what I'm doing. So yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's been really exciting to watch. Like you guys grow in the business context and then doing it with something you love to do is I mean who who wouldn't want that for their lives really I don't it seems like everybody would want that but yeah it can be hard to like turn your hobby into a business because I think sometimes it can kill the joy of it mm. of doing it just because you want to do it instead of doing it because you now have to do it yeah. but um I've I heard of advice from this guy once on I don't remember what podcast it was I listened to too many but he was saying that he's like you know my advice to anybody new starting up a business is don't do something you love because you weren't going to love it after a while yeah. and I don't know if I agree with that but but I think that there might be some truth to that so mm -hmm. you have to be aware of that like you and your mom I think you guys are aware of it so mm -hmm. you'll do as much as you can for a day without blowing your mind out right yeah. like so yeah. you, I think you guys are handling that difficulty fairly well, at least yeah. from what I can tell. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, it's, yeah, it's about time boundaries and also knowing ourselves enough to know when we need a break and also still carving out time to quilt for ourselves, like yeah. make the things that we want to make for ourselves. And, yeah. And that's really important, right? To like yeah. do the fun part of your what was a hobby yeah yeah exactly <laughs> keep it kind of a hobby yeah 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 so before i started quilting did you know anything about quilting or was nope. it just the only thing i knew about quilting was that well my my idea was that it was old people that did them that made them yeah and like the ones i had seen were like at I don't know, somebody's house, and it was all a beat-up, brown, tattered-looking mm. thing. And I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really think anything of it. So I guess, yeah, when you came to me about, like, oh, I'm going to make quilts, 
that's the vision I had. But mm -hmm. then I saw some of your quilts and I was like, oh wow, that's, mm -hmm. that looks really, those look really good. Yeah. So, hmm. I didn't know anything to answer your question. <laughs> I mean, Jack Zero. <laughs> Jack Zero. So then how are you feeling about learning how to quilt? Going from knowing nothing, seeing me do it, but not really knowing. <clears throat> how do I feel about yeah, that? Yeah. Like... Sick to my stomach. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think, um, yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of time constraints that I have. Um, yeah. And so I, I, that kind of worries me a little bit. Like, oh man, how am I going to do this and all the other things that I'm working on? But, mm -hmm. but I think uh, we've talked about it. Like, if we carve out a little bit of time every week, mm -hmm. you know, a couple hours, and then I come and we just work on it. And it might take a couple months or yeah. however long, but we'll we'll get it done. Yeah. And we'll film the whole process. And that filming anything t makes it take twice as three times as long. Yeah. So. You know, just patience and like going at it. I, I think as long as I keep that in my mind, I, I'm not too overwhelmed by the idea. But, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think it doesn't have to be overwhelming. I think it's, yeah, if you take it step by step and little by little, you know, it'll, it'll get done. It just, it doesn't have to get rushed. Yeah. I don't so. think it does. We, we've been talking too about like uh, the patterns and stuff that mm -hmm. I could use. And I don't know, I go back and forth. Like you said, there's easy mm -hmm. patterns mm -hmm. to make it easy to learn. But you know, the bath, the bath, the math and computer <laughs> science background I have makes me want to make some kind of intricate, like, mm -hmm. you know, crazy quilt looking pattern. Yeah. So we can make the sacred geometry one, something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's lots. I don't know of, how that's gonna work out. Well, there's lots of. Them. Here's the thing: if you want to go difficult, like there are a lot of really cool patterns that have a lot of. Do okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. Do we have to use someone else's created pattern, or no. can we, we can make, make our, our own. own? Is it too hard to make our own? To start, like a starting one. A maybe. starting, I wouldn't. Okay. Because it's a lot of, but here's the thing is you have the analytical math design kind of background in that. So like, and you've made lots of like plans and drawings to make woodwork stuff. So yeah. like, I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't, it just might not be a very, um, happy adventure into quilting just learning the steps and learning the process before you venture into something more difficult because mm -hmm. you need those skills of like sewing just sewing straight seams and keeping a consistent seam allowance and mm -hmm. like knowing how to put different pieces together and that kind of thing but and how fabric works together but um i mean yeah okay. the only thing that worries me is sewing any kind of curves. <laughs> Why? Well, you have to you have to cut the curve and usually you cut those by hand because with a rotary cutter it's too easy to like When you say by hand, you mean like with scissors. Oh. Cut the curve on with Seems scissors. It's easier. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Anyway, and then whatever <laughs> you're sewing it to so you know, a curve fits on a curve. But then when you flip the one wrong side okay. together, then they look like this. So you have to take the piece that you're sewing on top of the other curve and you have to like stretch it and pin it all the way around. But it's back, it's like opposite. So it's really weird. It's just wonky and hard to it's work It's just with. an odd task to accomplish. Okay. Okay. Well, we won't do that first then. We'll I stick wouldn't. with some straight lines. It, it took me four years of quilting to even attempt one mm. one quilt that had but two But you know me. I'm not scared of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I'm scared of it more than you should be scared of it. But. Probably just because I don't know. Because you don't know and I'm not super great at... I don't, I'm not confident in my skills of sewing curves. So to then to help you do it. Yeah. That makes sense. Know. Okay. I'm fair. But... It can be done, it's just... Of course, I've seen lots of that. Obviously, but... <laughs> yeah, 
I think if I were to get into it, I mean, I'd have to know how to do that at some point. Yeah. Because the things I'd like to make are going to yeah. be pretty weird. Yeah, that's true. It's it's not hard. You just have to be. You just have to be meticulous with your lining up your pieces and and mm. making sure to stretch it all along the curve and pinning it really well. Okay. And just going slow, like sewing it slowly, so that yeah. you're not going wonky. But anyway. Right. But yeah, I think. Have you ever seen? Oh, what is that guy? He's uh, on YouTube. Ah, oh, I can't remember the name of him. It's like it's not Mindscape. That's another dude. Anyway, this guy, he like talks about physics stuff and math stuff, and mm. and there's this one pattern that he talks about where there's this pattern that you put like I think they're like little L shapes mm -hmm. or something like that, but when you put them together, anywhere in the whole process, it doesn't repeat. Like no part of the pattern repeats, but it but it does it through the whole thing. So what? You can you can make it so that it actually squares off on all the ends. Mm -hmm. But all of it will be completely different patterns all throughout. You wouldn't see anything that's the same sort of the way that they're fitting together. I don't remember exactly what the shape was. I don't think it's an L, but it was something like that. So like that that sounds really cool. And I'd love mm. to do something like that. I'm just thinking about like what that would mean to piece it together. Like, would you have to just do it in rows? No, I, I honestly I don't know. We'll have huh. to. I have to learn a lot before I would try something like that. Yeah. But anyway, that's cool. That's another idea that kind of popped in my head. Yeah, yeah. There's some really cool like geometric, just different patterns out there that are modernized and and pull in some really cool things, curves and straight lines mm. and angles and. That, um, you know, I think there's a lot of emphasis on fast, easy makes for newer quilters right now. Right, which is where I should stay. I should stay in that lane. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying those are kind of the more prevalent patterns that I see out there. Mm. But I know there's some that exist that incorporate, like your, what you're saying, the sacred okay. geometry, the more mathematical concepts that I think would be fun for you. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. That part yeah. I would like a lot. Yeah. Well, that's good because I mean that at least helps me know how to like help you look for a pattern and what we might focus on making for with you okay. with your first quilt. That's cool. <gasps> that's <laughs> exciting. <laughs> and you could use your like nerdy math stuff to make your own patterns. Maybe, like if I like it enough, yeah. I think you said you can charge for patterns, right? Yeah. Where do you find patterns? Um, well, you can find them in quilt shops. You can find them. I find a lot of the patterns that I like through um, pattern designers that I follow on Instagram. Mm. Um, my friends and I have collected a lot of patterns and we keep them in a drop box, oh. like the PDFs. And so we have access to a lot of patterns, but... Did you say this in your pattern video? I sure did. Oh, maybe <laughs> when I edited it, I should have listened. You probably should have. <laughs> That's Sorry, the fun guys. part. That's the funny part. Sometimes you ed edit my videos and then you say, you're like, you should mention this. I'm like, I did like 28 times in that very video. You just edited it and you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. <laughs> anyway, what part about it stresses you out the most? The time or? Uh, well, there's there's two things. One, it it is like I have other things I'm trying to get done. Yeah. So it's going to get in the way. But, I mean, we can carve out time. It doesn't have to happen, like, super fast. Like, if I, maybe once or twice a week I come over and we yeah. spend a couple hours and you show me mm -hmm. and then I start working on that thing. Yeah. So we're going to take our time out. Like, yeah. I kind of need us to do that. Yeah. So I'm not that worried about that. And then the... But the other thing that does kind of worry me, you and I have worked, like, close side by side on other things. Mm-hmm. And um, and sometimes we have a little difficulty. Like we'll kind of get a little frustrated with each other about something. And we, yeah. I think we do well to like step back mm -hmm. and go, okay, mm -hmm. let's take a second. Yeah. <laughs> but but that kind of like I don't want to get too much in your business, like what you're doing, and yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I just don't want us to find ourselves getting frustrated about the process. I want mm -hmm. it to be fun. But I also know sometimes if I feel really stupid, I might 
I might say something mean and be like, damn it, I really <laughs> just pissed at myself, not her, but whatever. Like, yeah. So, yeah. That, I think that's really the biggest thing that worries me is like, let's not get frustrated with each other. I know we'll yeah. be fine as a couple. Well, yeah. But I think that's the great thing too is like, you don't have to just like bust out a quilt super fast. You can take time. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we do work at it in smaller chunks, that, um, and we'd schedule it out. Right. Like we're going to say, I don't know what days it'll be. Maybe sure. Mondays I come yeah. after noon or something. Yeah, yeah. Spend the last half of the work day doing that or something. Yeah. And I think in smaller chunks it'll be so so much easier for you to digest everything because I won't be trying to... Like, we're going we're gonna to do start to finish, teach you how to quilt, get your quilt top finished. Like, I think that was the mistake I made on my first quilt mm. is that it was like start to finish all in one day. Oh. Like... We started early on in the day. I had to learn how to cut fabric and be cutting my pieces for my quilt top and piece my quilt top. And like, it was just too much for one, like a 12 hour period. So I think if I learned anything, breaking it down into chunks while you're learning is going to be so much better. Okay. And so I think it'll leave less room for us to be frustrated with each other because we won't be trying to force so much into one situation yeah. or one setting. So, Good I plan. About, Good plan. Yeah, I thought about that too. I'm like, oh, we both have a really high tendency to feel stupid. And, and so we get reactionary towards each other, but it's like not each other's faults. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh Oh, this could be a hot mess. Yeah. But also I think if we're smart about it, well, we've got lots of practice at frustrating each other that way. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we can recognize when it comes up. I hope. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, but what's the part that you're excited about? None of it. No, I'm not saying that. Spending time with me. Well, we do a lot of that. But, I know. Um, I don't know that I can say. I don't know. Just maybe, maybe coming into your world a little bit more and kind of understanding what that feels like and looks like mm -hmm. day to day. It might, you know. Yeah. That's kind of nice. I like that idea. The the other thing I I can see myself getting excited about is the patterns. Like if mm -hmm. if I can create. If I get into it and I like it, I could create some really interesting sort of mathematical-based things yeah. that I haven't seen a lot. I haven't seen any of in any of the places. I'm sure it's out there. I'm, I know it does exist. I'm just saying any of the like quilt shows and stuff we've been to, I haven't seen any like mathematically done. Mm -hmm. Do you know I, what I mean by that? Yeah, I do. Like the functions yeah. and having, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen some around on the internet, mm -hmm. on the interwebs. They're, so they're out there. I just don't think they're as prevalent because they're not super easy. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are going for like easy, fast makes, mm -hmm. um, which I'm well, guilty of. And the other thing I think mm -hmm. I did gather from your fabrics video, I think mm -hmm. this fabric, that when you pick the patterns that are like bigger blocks, you can really showcase the fabrics mm -hmm. in there so you can see the actual details of the fabric. Yeah. And, and some of those functions might have like smaller strips and you yeah. wouldn't be able to see whatever's behind those the would fabric. Be, yeah. Well, and those would be fun to do with like different solids and like, oh, yeah. or even like tone on tone because like the background of this quilt behind us is white on white. So okay. it's like white polka dots on white fabric. And so like tone on tone can give it some dimension without you don't have to care about the the fabric as much because it's it's going to just give it a little bit of texture instead of trying to force looking at what's on the fabric okay Does that makes sense yeah okay but yeah that would be a fun use of solids there's so many great solid colors out there like we'll see oh anyway. we'll see yeah i'm just very <laughs> i'm very excited to teach you quilting but again but clearly <laughs> <laughs> but also i I'm not, like I said, I'm not holding expectation that you're going to love it or that you're going to want to do it again. But I, I agree with you. I think the part you could get excited about or get into is the designing of designing of patterns. If, if you really wanted to, yeah. because it is a mathematical process. You have to think through the measurements and you have to know, you know, make room for the seam allowances and, mm. and, you know, working on a grid, but also being, do you ever use a shapes. program to create a pattern, or do you just... I just sketch it out on a grid, it on? On, um, grid paper. Could you use a program like 
SketchUp? Yeah, there's like uh, pattern designers. Or is there do special it. pattern design software? I think there is. Huh. But I've also some of the ones we've talked to, they I think there's they use like Adobe stuff. Oh wow. Maybe just to mock up their patterns. I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway. That's a whole bigger realm, I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. I lost my train of okay. thought. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, really, you just agreed to do this as, like, an incentive to get, well, first of all, we're gonna have a giveaway on the Instagram because we got to 500 followers. And then you said, if I could get 100 YouTube subscribers as well, that you would let me teach you how to quilt because you were like trying to get me to push the podcast and like push the business and stuff. And so we got here and I, we're like, did you think I was gonna do it this quickly or was were you it, was hoping? It quickly? I think it was only like two months from the time that you said. Oh. And then, because I only had. Well, we were like, getting close, so yeah, I, I kind of thought that we we would. Yeah. But also, yeah. <laughs> it was also a way for me to push learning down the road at least a month or two. Because <laughs> you're, I think you were kind of wanting me to do it before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, she's not going to give up on this, so I might as well make this worth it somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully it's worth it in a way bigger way, but I figured, why not? Let's try this. Yeah. And we're going to document the process, right? Yeah. We're going to film so, it. So it yeah. could be a real shit show. <laughs> we'll see. Hot Mess Express. It probably won't be. No, I think it'll be fine. And we have so much fun making videos together. Like, I think it'll be a fun thing. Mm -hmm. Just fun content for us to put together and yeah. put out there on the... On the interwebs. Hopefully. On the line. <laughs> it's on the line. It's on the line. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, no. No. No, no. No, so you take a picture <laughs> and then you put it online. On the line. On the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, anyway. So besides being my producer slash editor slash videographer, what other projects do you do? Or like what's your what kind of stuff do you do outside of worky stuff? Like, what's your hobbies? What's my hobbies? Yeah. Mine's quilting. So what's That's like... That's your business, too. Well, it's my business that you <laughs> really encouraged me to turn into <laughs> a business. <laughs> my hobby. So just stuff that I do? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like, what kind of hobbies do you do? Like I don't really do hobbies. You do, though. I know, like, somebody called them hobbies, but I don't think of them that way. Okay, what do you do then? <laughs> I call them hobbies. I guess, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, mountain biking, is that a hobby or is yeah. that something? Like, that's exercise. I go out there to exercise. Hiking. Sure. I do a lot of hiking. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of running in the hills. Yeah. Running on the street. Running in the park. Mm -hmm. Running from the bank when I robbed it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um... What else do I do? Uh, yeah, I, I do other editing YouTube work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have. I'm trying to build up a new one. Yeah. Um, what else do I do? I play the bass guitar. Mm -hmm. I, I just recently got back into it, and it's been fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it to try to be in a band like I did when I was in my 20s, mm -hmm. but I'm going to enjoy playing it, so... Mm. And then I guess just like, I spend a lot of time listening to stuff about s spirituality, um, mental health, mental health. Mm -hmm. I also spend a lot of time learning about real estate mm -hmm. and investments, cryptocurrency, like it's just a crazy amount of things that I like to fill my head with in a day. <laughs> so I guess if there was like an overall hobby, it's just like. I just like to fill my head with knowledge. I Learning. just love it. Yeah. I forget a lot too because I'm constantly pouring stuff in <laughs> and obviously stuff seeps out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's kind of, does okay. that, does that yeah. work? 
I just, you know, for our listeners, because you're always behind the camera, so get them to know you a little bit better, because they know me. Yeah. My crazy self. I do, oh, I also do a little bit of amateur photography. (laughs) Amateur photography, Mm -hmm. but like, that hasn't been like a priority hobby, though. Right. Just for funsies every once in a while. Yeah. I throw them up on my Instagram or... You have some fun photos in there. Yeah. I think so. I like it. I like it, too. I like composition. I like... That's Mm -hmm. my favorite part of photography. And I think it would be a really... It would kind of lend nicely to patterns. Yeah. Of where does your eye Mm -hmm. go when you're looking at a picture? The same, I'm I'm guessing, if you're displaying a quilt, you want to guide somebody's eye to certain points. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where fabric choice comes in and like mm-hmm. placement because if you put the wrong fabrics in the wrong places, it com- it creates a completely different quilt. Mm-hmm. Versus Almost chaotic if you're not careful. If you're not careful, yeah, it can be super hectic. So really focusing, yeah, on mm-hmm. where where you want people to look. You ever seen a Van Gogh quilt? Hmm. If I have, it might have been like a collage type quilt instead oh. of pieced. Pieced with fabric. Mm-hmm. It's still fabric, but it's collaged with fabric instead of piece like in blocks. Oh, I see. Okay. So, um, but I don't know that I've seen it specifically Van Gogh. It just hit, like ran into my head real quick. Because you love Starry Starry Night. I love Van Gogh. Yeah. I was in Amsterdam and I went to the Van Gogh Museum. Oh yeah. And his paintings, like you, you can see the pictures and they look fine. Sure. But, like in real life, yeah. they're. IRL. <laughs> There's like, he used so much texture in the paint that mm-hmm. it comes off of the canvas. And yeah. like, so like the, like those fields of, um, there's ones that he has where the, they're hay fields. Oh yeah. Like the pieces come off yeah. of the canvas. And so you're looking at it and you're just, it brings you into it. It immerses you into it. It's Super very, funny. very beautiful to see in person. Yeah. So if you ever get a chance, go to Amsterdam and go to the Van Gogh Museum. You That's... will not be disappointed. That's how I felt about the Picasso stuff when I was in Madrid. Ooh. Saw Picassos. Nice. I cried. You cried. I cried. Nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Or not nice. Were you yeah, sad? Nice. Or no, happy? I was just so like in awe. Uh, okay. Because yeah, you see pictures. You see pictures You're of like, the oh, prints. Picasso. And... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. no, I was just moved by how. Some of his paintings that you just see pictures of, they're enormous. Mm-hmm. And so just having it be so huge and just mm-hmm. in your face and yeah, seeing the textures and the, the colors and just everything that goes into I've it. I've never seen a Picasso. <gasps> when well, we go to Spain. We'll go to Spain. Do they have them in Barcelona? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. We're going to Barcelona. <laughs> and a little sneak preview of this. We're going to hit a few quilt cool shops. shops. We found, there's like what? 15, 10 or 15 in Barcelona alone. Yeah. So we're going to go hit them and see if we can even interview some people. That'd be really cool. It'll be tricky. Talk to the Spanish quilting community. (laughs) Hopefully they speak speak English because our Spanish isn't so good. Yeah, our Spanish. We've been working at it, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm so excited. I will, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm going to say this a lot. Okay? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Lo siento. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anywho, uh, yeah, I um, I'm just excited to see what you do with quilting, honestly. Okay. And I think it would be so fun if like you design patterns and then I make them. Ooh, I might be able to get behind that idea. That would be so fun. I think. Don't can you sell patterns? Yeah. Well, so if I like it, I'll probably that's probably where I... You'll monetize I'll, your hobby? I'll, I'll enter stage roid. For the years. <laughs> Until I've overdone it and then quit mm. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Run to the mountains. Yeah? No. Oh, okay. Well... We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm going to start with just learning a quilt first, okay? Yeah. That's quit, a good place. Quit putting stuff on me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. I'm excited. She's excited. I'm excited to shop for fabric with you. I'm excited to pick a pattern with you. <laughs> I'm excited to show you how to use a sewing machine. 
It's going to be great because it's going to coincide you know with how the many, game series. Do you know how many times I've used a sewing machine? Zero? Yes. So I guess you knew. <laughs> I was just guessing. I thought maybe once. but The closest I've ever come is my stepmother when I was in high school. Yeah. She, she handed me this little tiny sewing kit. Oh. And she said, I'm tired of sewing your buttons. <laughs> That you keep popping off. Oh. Here's the sewing kit. I'm going to show you how to do it. So she showed me how to do it. And so I kind of knew to, how to do it for maybe a few months. And then I never did it again. Because you never had to? Or because... I just said, screw it. I'm not going to wear it. <laughs> Buy another shirt. Oh my gosh. Whatever. I just didn't care that much. But that's the closest I've come to sewing. And I don't remember any of it. I, I know there's holes in the buttons that the things go through. Yeah, there's little holes, and then you go in there, and there's knots and tying mm -hmm. stuff that so that it doesn't slip out. But I yeah. don't know what that looks like. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. Though. Yeah. How many knots are there? Uh, I don't know. For sewing, like how many do you have to know? Do you even know the names of them? I don't know the names of. Them. I like. I hear people. They say use a quilter's knot, but it's really, you take a needle, uh -huh. and you have thread. Whoa. Ooh. And you have your thread, and you put the tail, like at the. You match it with the needle and you wrap it around mm -hmm. and then you switch hands, hold the needle and you pull the coiled thread down the end of the thread mm -hmm. and then it knots it at the bottom. But I don't do that. I just tie little knots in the end. Oh. And then there's, um, I think it's called a French knot. No, I don't know what it's called, but you, when you're finishing like binding, you want to do it because it's invisible, but you like not, you put mm. it through the fabric and then keep t doing the same spot. I don't even, I, don't know I the can't name. visualize what I know. you're saying. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. But, I just have to show you. But you can tell that my mind is super analytical with these things because yeah. I'm like, okay, if I can categorize all the different knots, then I'll know how to do them and then I can apply them when I'm supposed to. But, yeah. But you're like, I don't know. I just I only, do them. <laughs> well, I just, that's, I think that's the thing too is like, there's formal names for things, but like, because so many people are putting out like tutorials and sewing content and I'm just like learning to do stuff by watching people. I don't necessarily know the formal names for things. So I might mm. be doing something and I don't know what it's called, but then I see it online like, oh, this is called blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, who knew? <laughs> I've been doing that this whole time. So, yeah. and I might hear I guess it that's fair. in conversation, but then I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. And then I go look it up later because I'm like, I don't know what that was. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing that. Okay. So, that's I don't fair. know. That's fair. Oh yeah. How many knots do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know the one to tie your shoe. Uh-huh. I've learned other knots throughout the years, but because I didn't use them for anything... I like I don't remember them anymore. Yeah, there, oh, I, there are a bunch that I have learned over the years. I, I know how to make a slip knot because of crochet. Yeah, I know. I used to know that one time. I have no idea how to do it. It's easy. I'll show you. What's the shoe knot? What is that? Is is that a slip knot? Must be. Must be. I never even <laughs> thought about it like that. Because you said you know the slip knot. Well. Because I do it for crochet. That's how you But is start. it the same then? Since you know it, Let me is think it about the same it. as a shoe? Yeah. Yeah. Because then you can just pull it undone. Okay. So that's the only knot I know. Oh my god. I never even like what to do together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another, thing, another, thing, another knot I know is how to take the two loops. Yeah. And then tie them together. A double loop. Yeah. So that way your shoe doesn't come untied? Yeah. Do you ever use that part of it in quilting? No. No. <laughs> Just okay. the knot. Alright. You do not use that. I do not use that okay. knot. Yeah. No, knots aren't, I mean, you gotta tie knots, but they're not like... It's not like sailing a boat where you gotta know like 20 different freaking... No. Yeah. No. That's fair. No. I know my dad knows a lot of knots. Him and Amy. They've... Well, because they sailed. They were trying to sail across the world. Yeah, yeah. So they... They needed to know. My dad was trying to show me before they left. Like, he was no. like, just like ripping them. I was like, Dad, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, but I just don't care. But I love you! <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, man. That's a good time. Um, what... Do you have, like, um... 
Do you have like a color scheme that you want to go with? Do you have any plans in your head for what you might want your quilt to look like? <laughs> no. No. None. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I do know. There's a thing floating in my face. I do know that there is Adobe color palette. What is it called? Have you used, you've used it? I've right? used it, but I can't remember what it's called. It's a free uh, app on the website. So mm -hmm. you just go online, look up, what is it? Adobe color... Color wheel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. I've used it for my web design classes. And, and if you guys don't know about it, like I've used it for for um, for video and photography stuff, mm -hmm. and also creating logos and things. Mm -hmm. But you put like the color, like the, maybe there's a specific color you want, a certain kind of blue, and you're like, I want that. Then um, you say, I want complementary color patterns, and it shows you the other colors that'll go with it, and it'll give you like a nice little palette of the colors mm -hmm. and then you can take those colors and figure out mm -hmm. you know make something pleasing yeah yeah and that's um and you don't have to just do complimentary there's no. like there's like do, a bunch of them you can do yeah you can do like tertiary colors you can do secondary colors like so you can have like oh you know a quilt that's all in the same tones or you can yeah you can have the complementary so you've got it kind of all over the color wheel but like in tones that will complement the one you start from mm. so it's not like the wrong kind of red or the wrong kind of green right which i think a lot of people wouldn't know yeah about yeah do, do colorblind people quilt is there have you ever met anybody i've seen uh, like ways to kind of make sure that your values like of your quilt your um fabrics are spread out enough or that you've got enough of like the darker mm. heavier values versus the lighter values you take a picture of your fabrics and this is for non-colorblind people but you take a picture of your fabrics how they're laid out and then you turn them to black and white and then you can see the the spread of the oh. values around so i would guess you could quilt that way if you were colorblind because you would just be spreading your values around or maybe you just make your quilts like not colorful but maybe more black and whitish and yeah and in that you create your art from that way that pattern would work like different shades of like grays and blacks and whites yeah. <gasps> you could totally do it yeah that's interesting i never thought about that huh. that would be cool though yeah that would be like such a cool thing to see hmm yeah um Thought for you guys out there, you could create that. <laughs> We're kind of busy, so. Uh, yeah. Hmm. hmm. That's cool. Do. Do. I don't know what I was going to say. I don't remember either. So, okay, here's a question for you. Okay. Could you send in, like, the hex value or, mm -hmm. yeah, the ASCII hex value that you could send in to, like, a fabric company and say hey could you produce this particular color is that mm. a thing that can happen well I think if you were producing fabric on like a large scale you could but mm. I yeah Makes sense. but I think too if you like pulled up a certain you know hex value the color and like screenshotted it there's like there's um companies you can get fabric printed through like your own designs and stuff and um maybe they could you know just make the whole fabric that color mm -hmm. and then print mm -hmm. it that way but i don't know i think to have like fabric manufactured in a certain do you know what i mean by hex value yeah yeah you do yeah it's like it's like the the um <laughs> the like number <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm sorry <laughs> it's the number that goes with the the color that it's like the value of how much like red and blue and green or yellow okay well there's different different hex ones but yeah red blue red blue and green i think is the three colors that okay that is mostly used there's also okay. one that includes a, a yellow okay so it's a four, a four color array of numbers but oh it's i'll say it there's like zero to 127 for the blue so okay. zero would be like basically white yeah and then 127 would be basically black and then all the shades of blue in, in between, between that oh. and of course like if you think about it there's really just an infinite number of shades of blue mm -hmm. but 
when you do it this way, like, of course there's notches, but you can't tell. Like, if you looked at 56 and 57, you probably wouldn't be able to see the difference between the two just by your eye. Yeah. But they do that for the green and the red as well. And so, with a computer or with that sort of process, you can have 128 to the third power number of colors at your fingertips. So. This many. This many. A lot. So much. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Super cool. nerdy, but also I am super nerdy. So. Ugh, that's so many colors. Anyway, I was just curious if you could, like, that yeah. way you could, like, curate exactly what colors you want. Yeah. To, like, precisely to that Adobe color wheel. Because the Adobe color wheel, when you do that in the program, yeah. it actually gives you the hex values. Or mm -hmm. if you don't want to use the hex values, it'll give you the actual numbers, like... Right. Like 56 or whatever. But they right. turn that into a hex number because that's more... Accurate. No. It's more usable for computers. Oh, computers. computers. can take the hex code and do stuff with it. Whereas the num if you give it the number, it changes it into a hex code and then turns that into a bit. <laughs> I went too far, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll show you about that. But... Yeah. But that would be cool. Except, be I guess, cool. mass producing it, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Because you're, nobody's really going to be. I wonder if there's a business for that. Probably. All right. Flat for uh, later. Note to self, future so, self. Look at it. See if it's a thing. Probably is, but that's cool. Yeah. But also, like, the companies that make solids, they're really good at having a really big range of colors. So, you can get close, I think, to what you're hoping for mm. at least okay. I've been able to and they do they'll have like you know 25 different reds and 25 different blues and yellows and and you should be able to find close enough so. yeah yeah okay yeah That's and fair. I but I hear what you're saying though like instead of being like it's close enough you want to if you wanted it exactly that color yeah instead of being like well it's close if you're a psycho lunatic like myself. <laughs> Not quite right. Perfectionist. Oh, we took this test. You can go online too and take this little color test. I did it at work. Somebody showed it to me. Because, long story, I was on the UI team, which is like the front end, what the website. So colors were really important to us. It means user interface. User interface. So like colors are really important to us. So yeah, our whole team took this little test online to see like... It gives you a value for how well you are or how good you are at seeing the different shades of particular colors. And you have to put them in order. Yeah, you have to put them in order. It shows them out of order and then you've got to put them in order as to how the shade moves across uh -huh. there. I'll I'll try to find it and leave a link in here too, but Yeah. Um but I did real uh, I'm bragging. You are. Because that's what typical oros. <laughs> <laughs> I did really well at it. That's what I'm just trying. You to did say. really good. So like I don't think that necessarily means I'm great or anything. It just means that when I'm looking at colors, sometimes I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. that seems a little off. Yeah. Whereas other people would just be like, what? It's blue. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. My nose itches, though. Oh. Yeah, and you did better than me, and then you lorded it over me for a while. You were like, I don't know, since you can't tell colors. As well as me. <laughs> I was like, God. Divorce. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> All right. Just kidding. Anyway, but, enough about colors, right? I mean, sure. We can keep talking about colors. No, it's great. I just think... What's I, your favorite color? My favorite color, well, I have a hard time picking from blue, green, and purple. Oh. <laughs> 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 I know. I, I have a hard time picking between 128 to the third power of different colors. I don't yeah. know which one I like the most. Well, I think probably... Mm, I don't know. I can't say. I'm like, I want to say I lean more towards greens, but I don't. Like. Mm. I thought you did. I thought that was your, well, I picked, your jam. I, I do. I love green. I love green. Especially like peacock green. I know that's like not really. I think of peacocks whenever I think of the colors you like. Whatever those yeah, colors are. 100%. Okay. That's like why we had peacock feathers at our wedding. And that's why our colors were purple and green. And. That's why we subscribe to the Peacock channel. <laughs> why we... <laughs> Wait, no, that's not right. What? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We did that so we could watch Resident Alien. Yes. And what's the other show? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. If you haven't oh seen gosh. that, holy Hectic. moly. Hectic. Well, there's a lot of killing and a lot of cussing, so if you're not into that, 
stay away. But also, it's so good. Um, yeah, I just love, I love the cool color palette. So that part of the color wheel is my favorite. I'm not mm. such a fan of like reds and oranges. Okay. Um, they obviously have their place and I, they have, there's beauty there and that's fine, but I don't go for that. Like, I'm not gonna go choose red over something that I could get that's green or blue. Mm, I see. Or purple. Okay. But yeah, cooler colors are my jam. And uh, a lot of my quilts have that in them. But that also varies. I mean, I, if I like a line of fabric, then even if, if it has the colors in it that I don't like, I still use them. Because I don't not like them. They're just not your favorite. Not my favorite. Yeah. So, sure. yeah, I'm not elitist <laughs> when it comes to picking colors. A color elitist. I mean, I guess. Oh my god, is that mauve? Ugh. But you love blue. Blue and purple. like, ooh, a deep purple. I wouldn't want to put it on my anything really, but You're just I can. Like looking at it, I can like, like a, ooh, like a. Well, they call them black lights, but they're oh, yeah. they're basically dark, deep purple. Yeah. I can just like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So much comfort in that, mm. that wavelength of, of light. I love it. That's so pretty. I don't know why. It's so do. pretty. It... Like the Christmas lights that are that purple. Oh, the ones, yeah. Yeah. Oh. You're always like, oh! <gasps> I feel like, what are the, like, uh, the bugs that, like, that go to the lights? What are those bugs? Moths? Moths. <laughs> I feel like a moth. Every time I'm I like, see that color, I'm like, oh. I'm like, don't look at the light. I start You're like, drooling. I can't help it. <laughs> like in Bugs Life. Bugs like, oh yeah, yeah, it's like, it's hilarious. don't look at the light, like, I can't help it, it's so beautiful. Yeah, that's what I feel like, literally. Yeah, you are mesmerized by it. I am. Purple. That's good, because purple jives, blue jives, like jives? Our, our colors. Is there a new definition for the word jives now? <laughs> I don't know about No, it just means they like go together. Oh, they go together. They work really well together, they flow, they... That's what jive means? Yes. That's how I'm using it in this sure. moment. I like my jive comes from the like the seventies with I know. Like that movie Airplane. But we're not talking about that. No. Okay. <laughs> 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 Yikes. Alright. Cool. What else did we talk about? Or what I think that was really it. Okay. Uh so Oh, I if I accidentally leave this in, the reason yeah. why we I just said what did we talk about is because we talked for a good what ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> and the, the camera was the off. The camera was off and it shut off. So rude. It was a good conversation too. It was really good. So oh we're God. like, what did we talk about? Yeah. Oh, we did talk about. I think I was saying my. You went back to like what you thought about quilting before I started quilting, and you mm. were saying you it was like you know granny kind of brown fabrics like the old calicos and then um the the ones you had seen were kind of tattered and lumpy and like not mm -hmm. really well re in well repair but yeah and then i said it's my but uh you said something about it being accessible well yeah okay so i think i think the thing that kind of pulled me around to the excuse me pulled me around to the quilting was was the stuff that you and your mom and your friends all put together because mm -hmm. it's so gorgeous like yeah. all like that look at that thing it's beautiful Thanks. and then um, in the quote you made me gorgeous mm -hmm. so like i guess it sort of brought me around and thought well this is a great way for more people to be able to express themselves yeah. through through this art process that is fairly accessible right like yeah you might need a sewing machine the long arm part is not necessarily accessible but but you don't have to long arm your quilts like people they quilt their quilts on their domestic sewing machines all the Ooh, time it sounds like it'd be rough yeah but they do it they it do happens it. so you know? okay so like the whole process once you've learned the process you can it seems like and i could be wrong but it seems like you can fairly easily express mm -hmm you know, what you're feeling and thinking or what you want to put out in the world, you mm -hmm. can create it and show it fairly easily as opposed to like, I don't know, some, some new wave artist, uh, uh, painter or something Painting, like yeah. that. There's a lot of things there that you have to learn in yeah. order to make that 
truly work. Like, mm -hmm. you you give me a paintbrush and tell me to paint something, it's gonna be a stick figure with long hair and <laughs> yeah. stupid hands, and like it's not gonna look anything like uh, a real painter would paint. Yeah. But I can imagine that I could probably put a quilt together the first time and make mm -hmm. it look reasonably okay and yeah. exactly what I wanted it to look like. So. Yeah. That's what well, I mean by accessible. Yeah. Well, and I think that's my that's my passion about doing this show and like doing what I do with quilting is bringing more people into it. Mm -hmm. I think I've talked to some people who've had some really bad experiences with, you know, Oh, really? An older generation of quilters who didn't want their things, their stuff to be accessible to the younger generations because they think it's being ruined by modern quilting. But I think the way that we're going to keep quilting in relevance is by modernizing it and mm -hmm. bringing new techniques and new ideas to the table, making, you know, fast, easy finish quilts because mm -hmm. not every, you know, I think people are a lot busier there's a lot more expectation on people in, you know, this generation, mine and younger. And so there's a lot more distraction. And so I think if we're going to keep it alive, we have to be willing to be flexible with how things are now. And well, yeah, and open and encouraging to right. to experiment with the whole process. Right. Like, like that art quilter girl, lady, uh, Amy. Amy, yeah, Amy Carter. Like some mm -hmm. of the stuff she put together is... I mean, it's it's you definitely unique. I know there's so other unique. people that do it, but right. But her stuff is unique to her and yeah. what she wants to do, and she's not afraid to experiment with texture and color and different um, mediums. And I think with with modern quilting, you know, we're we've got designers out there making fabrics for themselves because it's what they want to quilt with, and mm -hmm. then there just happens to be a lot of people who also feel the same way about that fabric and those colors and mm -hmm. those prints, and we want to we want to express ourselves with that too, and so yeah, I think. And that, is that seems like that's the part that you've really fallen in love with? Is that you can? I don't know. Yeah. What is yeah? What is it that you love the most about it? Well, first of all... I'm interviewing her now. Hey! <laughs> it's fine. We're interviewing each other. Wait, I'm trying to, like, let you get me excited about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, I don't like it. Stop talking to me about no, it. I do. I do want to... I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I know you do. Um, I just... Yeah, I think... I think expressing myself, being able to create things that I want mm -hmm. in my home that are going to bring me comfort or mm. that I can share myself with, <clears throat> excuse me, share myself with someone else by gifting quilts, like making that giant flannel and minky quilt for you was such a labor of love. I was so excited to make it because it was going to be the coziest thing in the world and it's huge. It's almost a king size. And just being excited to know that like, I made something for us that we can cuddle up in for the rest of our lives <laughs> and like, but that you can wrap up in it and, and feel how much I love you mm -hmm. in it. And I think, you know what it reminds me of? And I, I think I'm just now getting the words for this, but mm -hmm. all this time for whatever, a few years, I haven't really been able to place it, but I, because I picked the bass back up, mm -hmm. I started remembering aspects of like if I'm learning some other band's song, right? When I'm playing it and I'm learning it, I almost feel like I'm there with those people. Mm -hmm. Not I know I'm not, but but right. just interacting with that creative side of what they're doing. Right. I've, I've been involved in the process with them of enjoying playing that music together, mm -hmm. and then and then doing it with the bands that I've played with. Yeah. And. The memories and the experiences all tied up in playing that music with them mm -hmm. has sort of left an impression or a, a place yeah. in my heart, in my mind, in my soul yeah. of that experience. Yeah. And a lot of, almost all of it was, was fun. Yeah. I don't remember it ever not being fun. Yeah. And I don't know, like that immersiveness into it. So mm -hmm. like when you create a quilt, there's this whole experience around making the quilt. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole experience around giving the quilt. Mm -hmm. And then that person's experience with the quilt through their life. Like, mm -hmm. that really brings to life something from within. Yeah. 
that other people get to imprint their life with. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know it's really, really weird and spiritual, but I no, can but, see it. I can see it. Uh, but that's exactly it. I think it's that idea that like I've created this thing, but now when I gift it or give it away, it gets to have a life of its own yeah. with the person that it belongs to now. Like they get to, like I've imbued it with love and, and you know, my heart and, and now that person gets to make that quilt a part of their life and, and continue loving it and sharing. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully they don't burn it. No. <laughs> and like sharing it with their family themselves, like, you know, wrapping mm. up their kids that, you know, when I make a baby quilt, it's like, yeah, wrap your baby in that thing. I don't care if they barf on it. I want, I would rather see a quilt that I made be used, stained, like mm -hmm. that it's being loved I would rather see that than see it tucked away on a shelf. Mm -hmm. Like that breaks my heart to think of it just like Even hidden away. Even have some tucked away. No, they're all out. They're all out. Every okay. single quilt we have is out for use. Our quilts are out, people. You heard they're it on here beds, first. they're on the couch, they're out in the <laughs> living room for use. One is hanging on the wall, but those get switched out and come down into circulation for use. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, that's the other part that I think kind of sold me on the concept of what you're doing. Yeah. Is, yeah, you're building, you're kind of like, you're kind of like putting yourself, your mm -hmm. experience, your love, your life into this object. Yeah. And then that object is going to other people most right. of the time. And yeah. they're getting to, they're getting some of that, whether they even really know or understand mm -hmm. it that way. Yeah. It's still there. And I think the fun part well, not the fun part, but one of the fun parts is like getting to show them how you see them by, by like the fabrics you choose and the pattern and like, like this made me think of you. And so then it's kind of like you, me showing them or, you know, you showing that person how they show up in your head. Mm. Like, this is what I think of you mm. in a good way. Right. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> you know. Hopefully they love it just as much as you do, but it's like yeah. I just think about that when I'm I'm making a baby quilt for a friend right now and and but I also want her to see herself in it because that baby's not just its own individual self, which it is, but or will be, but you know, that baby came from her and and she's one of my dearest friends and I love her and so I want her to see that in that quilt as well when she's letting her baby lay on it and spit up on it and <laughs> maybe have a poopy blowout, but it won't matter because I want her to use that quilt and know yeah. that I love her and because I love her, I love her baby and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> Are we too spiritual? Are we too mystical right now, guys? Tell me the very first thing that we have to do even though I realize I'm editing your beginner series, but I know. But just tell me, what's the very first thing that I need to, to do so that we can get started? Well, uh, I think very first, before we sew on a pattern or pick a pattern, like I need to just show you how the sewing machine works. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> but it's super easy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So... I think that needs to be the first step, just so you know, like, okay, this is how, this is where the seam allowance is, this is how you figure it out, this is how you sew, this is how you did it out, like, it's easy, but I think that is a skill you need to have before you can sew anything. Okay. But then, we need to pick your pattern first, because that is what everything else hinges on. Right. We have to know how much fabric to buy, what fabric to buy, we have to know what to, how to cut it, we have to know how we're piecing it, what we're putting together. Okay. So really picking a pattern. So it's good we're talking about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, pattern is everything. If you don't have a pattern, then you don't have a quilt. Can I have Miki on the back, or is that hard to start with? No, it's easy. I I also happen to be a huge fan of it because of how soft <laughs> I know. I love it. That's why I put it on your quilt. Mm. And on every quilt. <laughs> I only have like three. I don't even think you should make a quilt without it, but I'm sure there's reasons. I've seen, obviously, there's reasons for it, but... Yeah, I have like three quilts that don't have minky on it. Mm. This one behind us doesn't have minky on it. It's fine. It's because I bought... When I bought the fabric, I had already bought the fabric, like the, the yardage backing. for the backing. Mm -hmm. But it's fine. 
Mm. I guess. <laughs> Just kidding, I love it. Um, yeah, so pattern is important. Yes, you can put Miki on your quilt. We have so much. Is that harder to work with though? Mm, no. no. Okay. I honestly, it's kind of slippery if you have to piece it together, but we have the 90 inch wide, so we don't have to do that. Also, I think it's easier because it has some stretch to it. So it's easier to get it like laying flat so it doesn't wrinkle up mm. on the back of your quilt. Okay. Where sometimes cotton can do that if you if you're oh, not if it's not tight enough on the rollers and when you're quilting it. Mm. Um but yeah. Okay. I just love it. It's really not that hard to work with. People complain cuz it makes a mess when you cut it. But that's what we have a vacuum in the sewing room for. <laughs> Once we cut it, we just like vacuum the edges and clean it up and then it's fine. Okay. We'll put some minky on it then. Yay! Yay. Minky. 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 Oh. All right. Do you want to answer the rapid fire question? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> rapid fire. Okay. Do you sew over pins? Uh, no. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, do you press your seams open or to the side? Clearly, I don't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> this seems rather worthless right now. I know, it's so funny. <laughs> okay, um, do you do you trim your threads off the back? Absolutely. Like, you who should. wouldn't? You should. Okay. That's a good answer. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, just stick with that. I would never not. Do you square your blocks before you sew them all together? I'm hoping to not use squares, so... Well, you, okay. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> it just means making sure that they are, it, it doesn't even have to be square. It just means like getting it to be the dimensions it's supposed to be. So once you sew the pieces together. That seems like you totally have to. Yeah. Like, why would you ask that question? Because. <laughs> are there people that are like, no. Sometimes <laughs> you don't. And then your seams get off and it looks silly. I don't even see any problems. See oh, this whole now I do. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That was only my second quilt. Oh, okay. So. Okay, that's fair. I guess I'll probably under, like maybe we'll come back on those questions. Oh, we're gonna have to. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That. Great. That was all I had for you today. I'm just really excited to teach you how to quilt, and I'm really excited that we finally got so many followers. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with yeah, us. Thank you for liking listening to my wife. I like listening to her too. Sometimes. Sometimes. Until she <laughs> goes on a tangent. Oh, I do it too. I it's fine. Too. Yeah, but really, seriously, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for making this dream of mine come true. <laughs> I hope you guys stick around so that uh, you see the process of Abe learning how to quilt. Um, We'll make that a video. I don't think it'll be a, a podcast episode, but it will be on the YouTube. So I think what I have in mind for that, mm -hmm. and this could this is subject to change, but um, updates. Oh, so yeah. like the parts that we go through it, I will okay. record parts of it. Sure. And then upload it as an update, and then yeah. so that it'll take a while. It yeah, might take a couple months for me to get through this entire process. Honestly, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on. So Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, we'll do updates so you guys can see his progress. And then, um, yeah, but it'll definitely be on YouTube so you can see what's happening and the pattern he picks and the fabrics we choose and me teaching him how to sew in the first place. <laughs> it's going to be great. But and we yeah. won't leave out arguments because we want to see if... Yeah. I don't think we will. No, it'll be fine. Well, I think because we're both teachers, we'll have a okay time with it. Yeah. We can go in teacher mode and be in learning mode. And yeah. I think when we're trying to like do the same activity together. That maybe we don't really know well enough. Yeah. Sometimes that, like if we don't know the, the tasks that we're trying to do, yeah. then we seem to step on each other as far as. Cause we like, you have an idea of how it should be done and I have an idea and then we kind of cross hairs. Yeah. But I think because I'm the knowledgeable one in this, and I am teaching it to you. It's a lot easier for me to get into humble mode of just like, okay, I'm gonna, right. I'm teachable. Show me how to do this. Yeah. Then, so I'm kind of hoping that that's. What happens though if I don't know how to do it? Like you show me, and yeah. I still can't fucking do it. 
also, I'll just be patient with you. I know there's so many things mm-hmm. that it took me so many tries and just messing pa- up. Patience. Patience. Yeah. Patience is the answer. I think that yeah. I'm going to need some. Yeah. I'm being patient with yourself because I okay. think, yeah, like I said, there's, there's things that skills that took me a lot of messing up a million times until I finally feel like, okay, now I know what to do mm-hmm. with this. So okay. I think it just gets better. Every patience time. with myself, patience mm-hmm. with you, and you patience with me. We mm-hmm. should get there. Yeah. Okay. Just patience. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. I love you. It was fun. Yeah. I love you too. It was fun. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Once upon a time. Mm-hmm. It was a frog, and he was a wide mouth frog. Yeah, and uh, he was hopping along in the forest one day, just and he came to a rabbit, and he said, Hi, Mr. Rabbit, what do you like to eat? And the rabbit said, well, I like to eat carrots. And the wide mouth frog said, oh, really? That's neat. So he went hopping along, and and in the forest, he came across a camel. Mm. He said, Hi, Mr. Camel! Let's forget that you're in the forest <laughs> and just ask you, What do you like to eat? And the camel says, I like to eat straw. <laughs> and the white mouth frog said, Oh, really? That's neat. <laughs> and so the white mouth, white mouth frog went hopping through the forest. And he came across a snake. And he said, hi, Mr. Snake. What do you like to eat? And he said, I like to eat wide mouth frogs. And the wide mouth frog said, oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs>